Hello, and welcome to Think Fit, Be Fit podcast, part of the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast network. My name is Jennifer Schwartz. I am the founder of Impact Your Fitness and the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast network. I'm also a certified muscle activation techniques, RX practitioner, a certified exercise physiologist, and I am a studio owner in Alex. Alexandria, Virginia. My mission is to get you an upgraded mindset for a more potent workout. I inspire and educate everyone to build resilience and knowledge to boost their quality of health and fitness. And today's episode is really helping that mission because I have invited my friend and colleague, Jessica Thiel, to discuss putting a a number to it, right? Putting a number to our health and using biofeedback to do that, which is HRV, heart rate variability. I'll get to the definition of that in a second, but I wanted to share that this is a fun conversation. Uh, it's lighthearted, but it's also very meaningful and would be a really great listen if you are an exercise enthusiast and you're curious about how exercise integrates with HRV uh, training and biofeedback and just using it in general because Jessica has been using it part of her exercise and MAT sessions and is, is, is doing it in a unique way and is able to see change in her clients immediately and how she can measure that as if it's holding, you know, how, how long is this progress being sustained, which brings me to her website. It's called strength sustained. So I think that's like a really good way to look at this conversation. Like how do we sustain ourselves, uh, with, you know, being vigilant in our, you know, data collection and also being gentle with ourselves with, finding the right exercise and moving that needle, right? This is also a great episode if you are a colleague of mine in the world of being a muscle specialist or if you want a conversation that is between two women in the field that are really doing um, trailblazing things. It is, uh, we are not doing anything typical when it comes to fitness. And I think this episode and conversation really bring that through. So anyways, few announcements. I want to remind you that the Think Fit Be Fit podcast network is a collection of shows. It's not just me, but on when on Mondays you can get my show on this feed and on Wednesdays you'll have fitness for consumption. And this is the intersection of human movement science, exercise science, and embracing curiosity. This collection of shows discusses the nuances of training to help trainers, coaches, and athletes, as well as fitness lovers, connect deeper to their exercise. And we are proud that this is not your typical fitness podcast. And to learn alongside of us and be a part of our curiosities and how we are integrating all this knowledge, please follow us on Instagram at fitness for consumption on think fit, be fit underscore podcast. Those are two. And then my own uh, personal one that is not so personal. It is all about, <laughs> you know, um, how I, how I make all this stuff work and come together. And that is Jennifer underscore Simone underscore Schwartz. I also am uh, on Twitter at Jen Impact, and I just really am thankful for you guys and I love that I get to have these conversations. So thank you for your support. Thank you for your reviews and your five-star ratings. We're going to kill it. I know this this podcast is going to change the conversation about fitness, and I'm really happy that we have this unique bond I also want to point you in the direction of my newest course. It's called Be Your Own Exercise Guru. You can find more information about that at impactyourfitness.net slash virtual dash studio or check the show notes. Before we start, I'd like to give you uh, the information to find Jessica and her website is strengthsustained.com. 
She's on Instagram at JTZ90, J-T-E-E-Z-Y-9-0. And she um, is, I just, we have a ton of fun in this conversation. But what I want to start with is a clip from a podcast that was released on March 22nd with one of my coaches, someone I, I use personally with Bob Solier. And that is the definition of HRV. So take a listen. You, there's such an uptake for people when they can see an objective number that is like a measure of something. Um, like a VO2 max, for example. So heart rate variability is a number and it's a constantly changing number. And it's the indicator of the state of your nervous system. And Basically, it's the beat-to-beat -beat difference between your heart rates, or between your heartbeats, rather, um, and it should vary. Um, and I'll give you a quick example of zero HRV. I actually had a zero HRV in my life. Okay, you'll have to check the show notes to get the rest of that podcast. Uh, without further ado, please help me welcome Jessica Thiel to the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast. And a special shout out to her for being so open, honest, and gracious, and also laughing at my jokes. <laughs> I hope you enjoy this one. See you later. Nice. Okay, Jessica, welcome to podcast land. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> yes. Um, I love having an ongoing conversation about all these nuances in fitness and human mm -hmm. performance. And I love that you're in my network because you are strong, thoughtful, curious, and, um, really, and you know, you're not afraid to go on a, a, a new path and find things. And, um, so it's not just being curious, it's actually, having the courage to explore new things and be such a fitness maven. So welcome to Think Fit Be Fit. Thank you. <laughs> what an intro. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So uh, please introduce yourself to our lovely international worldwide audience. Nice. Uh, my name is Jessica Thiel. Um, I am a quote unquote, personal trainer <laughs> located in Chicago. Um, I am a muscle specialist as well. I've been doing muscle activation techniques now, which seems crazy for me to say for six years. Um, and I am currently in the end of the RX process, which is their prescriptive process, um, which is like their highest level in MAT, which is pretty awesome. Um, aside from that, um, aside from like my thirst and knowledge for fitness, I absolutely love getting into psychology and understanding a little bit more aside from like the exercise aspect of neuroscience. It's the actual like psychological and mindfulness aspect of fitness, I suppose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mental fitness and physical fitness. I like love to blend the two. It's kind of oh. my like bread and butter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, um, yeah, I love that you see a connection, you know, and, and that's why you're here is oh, yeah. not only do you see that connection, um, you like digging into it. So mm -hmm. we, <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and, um, I've had the chance to get to know you really well over this past, uh, Rona period. And, <laughs> and that, yeah, that's because I referred, referred you to my, um, you know, clients that are just, you know, they've been clients of mine for years and I saw you, you know, working virtually, uh, through Instagram with your, you know, Chicago clients. And I was like, you know what, I think I, I think my clients will appreciate this. So, that's when I just said, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to outsource. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm very grateful for. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, we, I've talked about virtual training so much on this podcast, but anyways, this is our, our commonality has to do with these clients, uh, muscle activation techniques. Mm -hmm. Now we're exploring HRV with our sessions. 
And yeah. I am saying that as an active participant in this as well. Um, I, I'm, but I'm saying it also in this way that, you know, I don't know how, how it works all the time. And I don't know if it's helpful all the time. I really want to explore this conversation. And I also want our audience to see what the engagement level of uh, what we're doing and, you know, what, what there might, if that might change their perception about what these gadgets and measurements can do for them, mm -hmm. whether that's good or bad or neither, neither, <laughs> you know, we're, you know, like this is a space to be neutral and this is a space to be uh, open to all possibilities in fitness, which I believe makes this podcast really special. Um, I don't believe that there are many, if, any fitness podcast out there that just aren't like jerking each other off, you know, what I mean? <laughs> um, we, <laughs> this is a space. <laughs> so true. <laughs> I so know this true. is, this is a split. This is a, this so is an true. open space. This isn't mm -hmm. me just telling you how great you are. You know, I right. want to have a conversation. I want to mm -hmm. have the ongoing conversation. So speaking of, I, um, this I, I want to refer to the episode that I published in May with Bob Solier, which is my coach for Oxygen Advantage. And we um, are integrating some of his work with our local client base in Alexandria, Virginia. Mm -hmm. And I thought that episode was a good reference point to start because he and I really discuss the community aspect of putting all the things uh, in human performance together mm -hmm. and how HRV might work in the aspect of just kind of showing people that what they need from fitness is already in their body. They don't need the waist trainer or the other huge long list of crap that you can buy. Um, and so while that I think is like a zoomed out view of the mm -hmm. subject, I wanted to get a little bit more granular with you For sure. and yeah. So do you think we can do that? Absolutely. <laughs> um, what did you think of the episode overall? I thought it was great. Um, I think my favorite thing about it was kind of like you said, it's the openness of the conversation. So it, it flowed really well. Like you guys were just conversing um, and just like really hitting on things and understanding that like fitness isn't all these external things. Like it is, but it's not. There's mm -hmm. a lot of things that we know inside of us and we almost don't trust it, which is why all these devices have come about. Mm. Where it's like you can do such simple things and make massive changes. And like, yes, we are in the business of like selling a product ourselves. But at the same time, like, and this is what I loved. I was like, you guys are so into like empowering others to find it within themselves to help themselves get to another level of being. And I was like, that is so fantastic and fabulous. Like, I wish more people were actually saying that. Mm. And they're not. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it is the way of the future. I think uh, mm -hmm. as far as um, being a market leader or... Uh, yeah. Yeah. And because of the information, there's so much information is available to us mm -hmm. that it makes... I think it's going to start making sense to people that they can have more of a guide that's one not just like the yellow books that say no activate your muscles for dummies because you're not dumb. right you know like you are you you are a smart individual whoever you are listening mm -hmm. and i believe that if you have the the right information or understand how things actually work Mm -hmm. that you will make really smart decisions because you are a smart person. And I think more of us, I think the people that are going to lead in the next, you know, uh, 10 years or so 
are going to have that message where our predecessors in the fitness industry were really about the body being on the business card and saying, being like superlative and having allegiance to a certain type of exercise or a certain type of body. Mm -hmm. And of course that's still going to exist. I mean, who, you know, I have to have an enemy, right? (laughs) In my, (laughs) right. (laughs) But it's going to exist anyways, because it is, um, you know, it's, it's attention grabbing. It's, it's good for uh, marketing and Mm -hmm. This reminds me, I heard something last week mm-hmm. that uh, original, like the original like marketing strategies were basically doctors that were not performing well or helping their patients. Mm. And they were creating a narrative around things that, you know, they couldn't sell. And I was like, that makes perfect sense. I have no uh-huh. idea where I even heard that. I, you know what? podcast world forgive me you know (laughs) I heard I just heard it I'm not gonna I can't substantiate that claim so um come at me (laughs) (laughs) that's one of those you're like I literally just heard it but I'm like blanking on where exactly from and you're like damn (laughs) damn it (laughs) okay it's not a good place to start how the heck did you ever hear of HRV so I heard of it or when it started kind of coming up in the fitness industry because as we know the fitness industry goes through trends and now (laughs) this is becoming a trendy thing so I probably first heard about it about three years ago and I was kind of like okay back of my head I know that that's going to be something that makes more sense in the future but there wasn't a lot of information to be found Um, that was my first hearing. And honestly, it was from the whoop band, um, which is now very popular. And also, um, I think that's when aura ring started to become like a bigger sort of a thing, Mm -hmm. but that's when I first kind of heard about it. Um, as more information has been disclosed, or I guess more has been investigated into this, it's popped up more on my radar. So anytime I have something kind of pop up on my radar more, I start to investigate it a little bit more. That's when I'm like, okay, something, I need to start paying attention. There's something here. Okay. So that's probably in the last six to 12 months during Rona period is when I really started looking into it because I was like, Hey, I got some time. Why don't I actually look into this and what it actually means and what the heck it does? So that was really when I started to like actually nail down and like hunker down and really look into it. Mm. And I think it's really cool to note that your uh, recent, I don't know, progressions in this in this space um, Mm -hmm. are that you are, you know, cooperating with a leading doctor in this field. Yeah. With one of your yeah. clients. Can you speak uh-huh. to that a little bit? So one of my clients slash our client, he actually, we were, I wanted to actually experiment with his HRV because he's had a lot of distressful moments, we'll say, mm-hmm. in terms of like neurological sending. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of people. This is not exclusive to one person, trust me most of us have had some neurological traumas. Mm. So this is kind of common. And he seemed like more of an onboard person to really start to investigate this. And I'm like, okay, let's experiment with this. And also based on like what I knew, I was kind of like, let's see and play with this and see if I can get your HRV to actually pop up during sessions. So he was game. And he also had done, I think he went to peak performance, I believe is what it was to do some brain scans. So that, and then also Dr. Jay Wiles, which is if anybody knows HRV, most of the time he is very much mentioned. He's like the leading researcher on HRV. He literally, I'm pretty sure he will be coming out with a college course in which I am definitely signing up because I want to know a little bit more about this. Um, but 
he really only takes on clients who are really serious about like actually regulating their nervous system. So he took on our mutual client and I told him to hold off because I wanted to get a little bit more data to make sure that like what I was seeing was actually like congruent and like a thoughtful process. So basically I was kind of leading through the MATRX process. And because he had been doing the process for a while now, his body is very much attuned to that process. So basically if you don't know how muscle activation techniques works in terms of a hierarchical standard, who does, I don't even know if I do, but you know, <laughs> I know it works. I question it a lot. So I'm like, wait, and then I'm like, damn, it worked again. <laughs> but so basically our neurological system, our neuromuscular system works in a hierarchical standard. Mm-hmm. So you go through things and because he's such an experienced client with it, I was like, let's see how this works. So at the end of the day, what you can do to play with HRV is if you do any sort of like cardiovascular output, it can actually raise your HRV as long as you don't break your ventilatory threshold. Okay. So if someone kind of does stairs like up and down, most of the time you can get your HRV to drive up. My goal was to in exercise, whether it was with isometrics Generally, it led with isometrics, and then we would go do a, we'll say, um, sprint of some sort, and then we would go back to the exercise yeah, to see if it say, was still holding. I'm like, and, go ahead. Oh, I would, I would say an excursion. Yeah, yeah. Away so, from whatever that number was. Correct. You're purposefully taking the taking the excursion away from uh, right. whatever your static place is, wherever your baseline. Yeah. Because so, isometrics might move it a little bit or no. Potentially. So what potentially. was in- okay. potentially. Sorry. So what was interesting was if his body, um, this is what was interesting. So your HRV will jump up if your system is regulating. So if you are regulating, but if it's not, it'll actually drop. So there would be certain times we would be doing certain isometrics that his HRV would tank. And I mean tank. It would go from like a 30 down to like an 8. And I was like, what the heck? Then all of a sudden, knowing like how the RX process works, I would move through it and kind of get to the next one that I thought would be more of an available one for him. And then all of a sudden, you would see it jump back up slash beyond it would hold there. We would get it to hold there. And then I would go see if we challenged it, whether it would stay static or not. And then it would, and it was almost like his, the way that I interpreted it was his nervous system was looking for that to be actually quote unquote activated or worked. And then it would actually stay at a better state status status, however you want to say it for longer term. And the thing that I was looking for was, okay, post-workout, is your HRV able to stay at that level? And a lot of the times it was actually for about an hour or so, which actually shows that the workout wasn't ridiculously taxing in an overtraining sense, Mm -hmm. along with subjectively him voicing to me that he felt better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, the concept of one feeling better after you work out is an interesting one, Uh, (laughs) not typical. Yeah. Uh, Number two is, um, you know, thinking about the HRV, how we're, the context that we're using it in typically I, you're using physical movement as a biofeedback tool. Yep. So what uh, so in our specialty we are seeing you know using the hierarchy process of the muscular system mm-hmm. also as a biofeedback tool in other ways i think a much more relatable one we are using breath work 
as yeah. a tool. And that's, I think, back to Bob's podcast, we were really talking about that, as well as um, the cold exposure. Mm-hmm. And I think you can relate like heat exposure, meaning like a sauna yep. to exercise. Um, yes. You know, because you're, you're, you're raising your body's temperature. Yeah. So um, if listeners, if that I hope that made it a little bit more clear that we're just Mm -hmm. seeing these different, there's biofeedback tools. So let's dig into that, what it is. Um, And I guess, um, let me see. What we're trying to do with the HRV is modulate it. Right. So an undulating, changing without any, uh, I don't know, specific stimulus, specific stress Mm -hmm. is one thing. Modulating it, meaning you're seeing a number and you're like, I can take that gauge elsewhere. That Mm -hmm. that would be using biofeedback and bio meaning biology. And we're talking about heart rate. So that is much, much very much a biological marker of how we are, how our internal state is. Yeah. Um, did I miss anything? If I had to break that down, if I had to reverse engineer it a little bit more. No, I think, I think that was pretty good. That was pretty on point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. So then, um, we also talked about in the podcast using it with, uh, anybody that moves, we were just kind of saying they're an athlete. Yeah. And so do you think that, I think that would be a good thing to dig into as far Mm -hmm. as, um, you know, relating like how you view yourself in the context of exercise, you know, are you training for something? Are you an athlete? Are you, um, working on parts of your biology to help bring down certain numbers to help like your hypertension, insulin, um, CRP inflammation. So, um, what kind of populations do you work with? Let's, let's go there. So it's very interesting. So a lot of, I work with literally people from the age of 25 all the way up to 89. Mm -hmm. So it's a very wide age range. Um, the majority or the overarching goal of who I work with are people that are trying to have a higher quality of life. So meaning the biggest thing that a lot of people come to me or eventually (laughs) it kind of turns into this is that they want to make sure that like everything feels good for as long as possible. Mm -hmm. That's probably it. Yeah. That's probably my population. Yeah. Yeah. So they, you know, they might end up walking in the door with uh, chronic pain, chronic mm-hmm. tightness. Um, they know that a general program can't uh, right. you know, help them that much because right. they have specific issues and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and I are people that can help individuals uh, find a way that is different than shots, surgeries, Etc. <laughs> totally, totally. Yay, go team. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's it. So um, and then if we look at HRV as a tool within this, mm-hmm. um, you know, is this something if you could like wave your wand, assuming you have a magic wand over there? Definitely do. Um, Definitely. Yeah. What uh, would everyone be using using biofeedback HRV as a tool for that? I believe yes, as a starting point for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, Because a lot of us are so frazzled, just in general, that we don't even know what potentially is affecting us and what isn't affecting us at all, which has no difference at all what happens with it or not. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a good way to use as like an experimentation to get you more into your body for you to actually understand what your nervous system is communicating to you. Um, But also like you have to have the right 
device. So that's another thing with Mm -hmm. HRV, if you're actually measuring it. Um, So like it, I think the differences are like, you're looking at different measurements between devices. So like Aura and Whoop bands are measuring under the same like window, whereas like an Apple watch is measuring differently. So like, and then also you have like a leaf device, which a lot of people actually have not heard about, but that one is probably like, quote unquote, the gold standard of what you're looking at if you are going to measure HRV. So to me, A, it would be getting them started on a device that I feel has better actual biofeedback so that they can actually look at it and maybe understand it a little bit better and then start to like, after a while, once they get a little more in tune with what they're actually doing and understanding themselves more, then maybe take it away because that stuff can be really stressful to keep track of all the hmm. time. Yeah. All the time. Um, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I, I, yeah, I can see it as a tool. Um, and so to bring it out to that wide angle lens here, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people in the States heard of HRV when during COVID because the NBA started using it and so did the NFL. Mm-hmm. And what they were doing was uh, looking to see if there were changes um, in their internal state that could have been affected by COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish there's so many, I wishes when it comes to this conversation about COVID yeah. because if somebody, if I were being paid as an athlete, I want to use HRV because it is, you can relate it to your, re, your state of recovery and readiness Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, uh, explain recovery and readiness to your clients? So it's a lot of the times, like we talk about the reverse end of it, where it's like overtraining, like everybody knows about overtraining, like overdoing it and everything like that. So at that point, it's, it's more of a balance within your nervous system. So whether you did too much, your readiness score is going to be very low. So it's going to tell you, Hey man, you need to chill out. You need to go do an ice bath. You need to go do a sauna, a massage, get an MAT session. Who knows something that's not super taxing on your system and maybe not, but also like you have to look at stressors. Like there's financial stressors, there's relational stressors, there's sleep stressors. So there's a lot more to that conversation than like just this. Um, But I always explain, I'm like, based on what the previous day's balance of things was, is what your readiness score is going to show you. So it's all those factors rolled in to tell you whether or not you can push it or you need to pull back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And then so... uh, (laughs) You, so if I, so if I walk in, if I, so let's take me out of this. Okay. <laughs> um, chronically low HRV mm-hmm. would, te- would, it could be overtrained, overdoing it, not sleeping. And it could also be someone who doesn't exercise, who um, does maybe the minimum, the floor amount of exercises Mm -hmm. and, um, has a high stress, uh, you know, kind of lifestyle. So yeah. What do you, um, if someone's HRV is chronically low, what do we do? I think the biggest thing is, well, it definitely depends on the person. It depends on where they're at in terms of like attempting to change things just in general. Mm -hmm. So a person like that will we're going to play the example that they are ready to make a change. They're like, I've heard of HRV and this seems like something that's important to me. And maybe I should start looking at it. Um, I honestly would start them with just, you need to start moving a little bit and then you'll see just a little bit. Like you want to start with literally the simplest thing. Cause you also don't want to mentally stress someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would be like, if you could walk a little bit, let's try 10 minutes today that would be cool. Cause even that was someone at that level is going to do something. 
Then number two, I would actually layer on how their breathing is while they're walking. Mm -hmm. So then you're like, you know, tapping your head, rubbing your belly sort of situation. Mm -hmm. So you're adding in things, but that's when I would start to add in that where it's like, okay, are you breathing at a normal rate while you're walking or then to take it a step further, walking a little bit longer, but also how long can you hold your breath? while walking because a lot of the times that can actually start to boost your HRV without even doing anything crazy and out of the box. Mm-hmm. Okay. So go ahead. Oh no, I'm good. Yeah. I'm ready. So, um, that is probably where I would start that person. And then we would start to then potentially start to add in like some sort of strength training, some sort of Let's start to see how your body actually moves against load, against gravity, mm-hmm. whatever. And then just keep kind of building little layers on little layers as they kind of make it there. Because then you would start to see that. Then you get to ha- start having a little bit of fun where you start to act, enact the things of like what isometrics or what exercises does your body actually need in this moment? Can we n- manipulate this with breath? Mm-hmm. Can we manipulate it with just a position change? Cause that can affect it as well. Mm. Yeah. So um, what do you mean by that? Sitting too much? Like a s- sitting, sitting can do it. Also head position. So head neck uh, position. Oh yeah. Your airway. That's huge. So <laughs> also it depends on like, you know, well, maybe listeners don't know about your vagus nerve. So that cranial nerve, if it is being hit in an off way, your HRV will literally tank. It'll just drop because it can't communicate with your whole entire system. So if you have your head in the right posture and it's not blockading anything, everything is working well. Yeah. (laughs) That's so, yeah, that, that made me think of, um, the oxygen advantage. Uh, Mm -hmm. They talk about jaw health, airway health, uh, ap- sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you wake up and you have drool on your pillow, guess what? <laughs> your mouth breathing <laughs> and that is creating a, um, just an unhealthy balance of, mm-hmm. you know, um, what's the right word? Gases, <laughs> gases. <laughs> and, um, you know, that, that's going to, I, I don't know, create problems in this way that you just kind of went down. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Positions. Yeah. So, um, the rest of the world calls that bad posture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <they> do. <laughs> and yeah. So, you know, and that's, um, one of the things I think people find surprising about, you know, the conversations that I'm trying to have is that they're just positions And if we're just like attacking, you know, these descriptions of how somebody is sitting or standing or holding their head as bad or as good, we could be doing a disservice. And I think um, that is one of the things that people find interesting about this whole, you know, these conversations I'm having is that I am never going to tell you something is horribly bad outright without asking you a little bit more about it, you know, because even pain in this context is good. Pain is our messenger. And um, so when we talk about, you know, you helping your clients get to know their nervous system better, mm-hmm. you know, we're having these conversations of, no, these are just messages. This is, you know, where, um, like Bob says, he's just pointing the finger right back at on yourself, like taking responsibility for things that might be changing in this number. Um, you know, and I, uh, yeah, I I just think that's worth saying over and over again. Um, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I just, and I think it's, um, something that if I work with a client and they don't understand that, I don't know how much I can get done with them. You're fired. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I would agree. I would agree. It is like, it's a total different perspective shift too, because 
it's almost, I mean, I don't know about you, but like a lot of times people come to you and like expect you in a way to be a savior. And that's like, awesome. Thank you. Yes. I know a lot, but also (laughs) at the same time, like I want you to feel good enough about yourself that you can do this too on your own. Like I'm just a little bit of a catalyst. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. I I don't want to be put on a pedestal at all. Like, like I said, thank you, but no, because I want you to feel better about you. Mm. But you do accept gifts. I mean, always. Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> like that wand. I could use another yeah, one. Let's be honest. <laughs> sure, there's one on Right. Um, I'm sure. I'll just come uh, on up there. <laughs> um, let me see. I have a huge list, list of questions about. Um, about HRV because there's just I literally have a list of uh, I think this is 18 questions um there's a lot there's There's a a lot lot. to know there's a there's a lot to integrate yes right and so I think maybe let's go back to what you were like I would have somebody start with this type of integration and Mm -hmm. and tools but then I would let them sail yeah. You would, you, but so we're, but if we were using a sailing analogy, mm-hmm. you gave, you, you kind of gave them a crew, like, and we talk and by using HRV, you're teaching them that everything they need is inside mm-hmm. all the crews there. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, uh, you know, so it's a way of like partnering with your body. Mm-hmm. And I think, one this you know we were speaking about this like new paradigm of like teaching people and helping them be their own guru trademark um <laughs> that's that's the name of my course in case none of you have heard be your own <laughs> exercise guru um yeah. and, <laughs> and uh when so when um we're teaching in that paradigm we're uh, moving away from like attacking the body and like, and helping people partner with their body. And I think this can be a really good tool for that. So um, definitely. do you have anything else to add about it being a tool um, is before we get into um, how much bullshit the technology industry is, is creating? <laughs> um. It's called surveillance capitalist, by the way. <laughs> if we're going with technical terms, that's what it's called. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I mean, again, like the, and like I wear an aura ring, like here it is. Like that's literally what I wear, but it's a tool, you know? Yeah, like yeah. I'm not sponsored by them. I wish, but like <laughs> wants to, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, but it, but it is, it's like sometimes like you have to know your body. And that's, that's the biggest thing. Like Mm -hmm. I, I use this to be like, almost like a double check where I'm like, I am not feeling it today. I need to do like just a little bit of movement. I need to like sit down and meditate like literally. And Mm -hmm. that's, and it is in a check and I'm like, yup, knew that was happening. And it's Mm -hmm. like just a little bit of a checks and balance sort of a situation. So like, that's what you have to have like different relationships with things. And that's the Mm. whole thing. That's the thing with these wearable technologies. Like if your relationship already is not good with your body and your being, that relationship with that tool is going to be exactly the same. Mm. And you're going to be looking for the negative. You're going to be looking for it to tell you how bad everything is. You will look for it and it will happen. Man, that's the highlight. Yeah, that, yeah. yes, yes, that is going on the highlight reel. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I had a friend that, you know, always used to say, if you think it's going to happen, it's going to happen. That that sounds like kind of something Elaine from Seidfeld would say, too. I mean, true, very true. Yeah, Maybe I learned that a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, and, you know, the mind is powerful. Perception is so powerful. Um, so speaking of that, um, I'm, I'm finishing up a book on that 
Cool. Um, it's fascinating. It's just called Perception. Oh. And um, highly recommend it. It's a, I mentioned it in my last podcast. Um, mm-hmm. And it is a experiential psychologist out of the University of Virginia that helps, that does these studies on uh, biological um, and emotional uh, relationships as far as like how we perceive the world around mm-hmm. us. And one example is that if, um, so talking with our hands has, has emotional and, you know, how we perceive like, um, the other, the, the type of conversation that we're having and it's, um, international, like this is not oh. like hand gestures is not, um, English. It's not Spanish. It's, you yeah. know, um, and it, it, so we can talk about like extra body fat, um, impeding on our perception, uh, mm. yeah, we can talk about, um, you know, different, uh, we can, I think we can also relate this back to HRV because what we've learned in muscle activation techniques mm-hmm. is that we can intervene with brain waves and functions and, and our state of being and our HRV are in our can be interpreted through brainwaves. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the kind of, that's the path that I'm going down with this uh, professionally cool. with, with, you know, NeuroPeak Pro, ProPeak. Okay. Uh, and, <laughs> and they, um, so that's the technology that like Greg Roscoff uses and he's using mm-hmm. with the golfers and things like that. So um Anywho, uh, the other book that I've been reading is, I only, actually, I read like a chapter and a half. It was a little bit too academic and Marxist for me, um, but it's called The Age of Surveillance Capitalism. <laughs> it is scary. Um, so Shoshana Zuboff, um, who, when you Google a picture of her, I have to give a shout out because her hair she looks like if she was a character in Dallas, but like a New York cousin that came down to visit. And I love it. I'm so here for it. So, so Shauna, I'm a fan of your writing. Whoever, whoever your outfitted you. Right. <laughs> Fantastic. And, and you're, I, I'm a fan all the way around, all the way around. So I don't want to, I don't want to, um, you know, take away, take, take her appearance away from her uh, <laughs> intellect, but yeah. I'm in. Hell yeah. So, you know, in this chapter is, um, you know, it, it's one of the chapters is about, you know, the experience mm-hmm. and data, to data. So the, the travel, you know, so it's like we get engaged with these experiences of the technology mm-hmm. that becomes data. We don't own our data. Nope. We just sign off on it. Um, I will say podcast listeners, this is the only space that you own your data. This is why podcasts are the way of the future. I have no idea what you're doing mm-hmm. while you're listening. And that's a beautiful thing. I'm doing this from an energetic place, from a place of sharing. And so are you. And there's no end game here. Versus if I had an app, I could take all your data and do what I want with it. So, you know, maybe I'm reading this book just to justify my own stuff, but whatever. I'm also saying it from this place of, I'm concerned that we're taking, we're giving too much trust into the devices. Mm -hmm. And none of the companies that I've interacted with, with HRV have you know, done this, but you know, if, if what gets sold to someone, you have no control. I mean, I don't know if it's already happened. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's just the worth to say that like in 2016, there were more than a hundred thousand mobile app health apps available on the Google Android and Apple iOS platforms. Okay. Double the number that was in 2014. So oh. that was just two years. And then, so that was four years ago. I have no idea where that number is now, but that's a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And 
So she's defining these mobile health apps as mobile health apps, meaning they're, they're, you're putting in your personal data about your health and they have it. And this was long before, um, you know, these the passports were being spoken of and all that stuff. So I don't know. Um, do you have anything to add to my frustrations? <laughs> um, I honestly, I think there's a lot of things that a lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the more frustrating thing. And also, I think one of my qualms and to build on that is people just take things for face value and leave it. Mm-hmm. And then are outraged later to find out what it actually is. People don't read the fine print on things. Mm-hmm. People don't actually investigate. People don't trust their gut when something is saying, hmm, something seems fishy here. Something's up with this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, yeah, that's yeah. honestly, that's the thing. That's the biggest thing with a lot of things. That's a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you know, here's what it comes down to. Um, the fine print is that in the U.S., most health and fitness applications are not subject to health privacy laws. (laughs) And the laws that do exist do not adequately take into account the the whole capacity of what digital space can be and do or um, how surveillance capitalism actually works. And so these companies are um, self-regulated to follow Mm -hmm. the health privacy laws that really don't exist Mm -hmm. um, in the space. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So anyways, I'm, I I think while we are speaking of something that HRV and these companies have really, really altruistic intentions, um, we're still learning how to trust these devices. And so can you speak to that on back to that psychological level? So, so I just went from experience to data, beat my, stomped my feet on data, and now I'm back to experience and psychology. Are we, are we there? I think I'm there. (laughs) So it's, yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's a tool, like Mm -hmm. understand that. And that's, that's the biggest thing. Like use the tool for what it is and don't depend on it to save your life. End of story. And it, it like how you view things just in general, but that's also like understanding more of who you are and how you interpret things in life which I think is a part of that's growth in general, which a lot of people don't actually take that path. Mm. It's a scary path. Mm. It's scary. Um, and you have to be ready to face things that you did not think were there <laughs> under a sheet, under the bed. There's a couple monsters there, but you know what? You can tame them. Um, and again, it's just you, if you are not in the right space and you are just looking to beat yourself up with another thing, that is what it will be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, it will. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, uh, it makes me think that, you know, just having it uh, be in the health space doesn't, you know, make it healthy, you know? No. Just like, um, you know, your, your cash three-mile jog turning into a 48-mile race ain't healthy, <laughs> right. right um yeah I pick on runners a lot <laughs> dang they're just like running past yeah they're just like, yeah like, man and, I, and I'm all judging I'm looking at their gate so you're like oh that pronation no yeah. bueno <laughs> and then I go and then I go oh, it's okay to pronate it's okay to pronate. <laughs> right um right. I promise I cared less today than I did two years ago. Yeah. That's what matters. Uh, Yeah. So let's, uh, yeah, let's, uh, we're going to wrap this up with a little bit of, um, a little bit of your commentary on growth. Mm. What you just said, it's a little, this is a little off the cuff. This is not one of my 18 questions that I 
formulated. Stuff <laughs> <coming here. laughs> nice. um, you know, um, what's uh, do you have any messages of growth that you've had experienced or have you seen with clients in the past year and a half? Mm. You have a choice mm. every day. And that choice is whether you stay exactly where you're at or you decide to make a different turn. And again, it's a choice mm. for you, for you. And guess what? It's a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. Every time you make that choice, it changes for everybody that surrounds you. Um, literally, I had, I'm having chills saying this, um, which means it should be coming through. So it's if you if you are frustrated with where you're at right now mm -hmm. one small decision literally the smallest decision the smallest perspective shift will change mm -hmm. everything and that is all you have to do every day mm. that's the biggest challenge you can give yourself and that is how you actually grow mm. it's not making this leap from one day to the next, it's never going to happen. Well, sometimes it does. It's weird sometimes, but that's mm -hmm. also generally a buildup of five years worth of doing something over yeah. and over again. Mm. That's how it changes. That's how growth happens. I love that. I mean, I, re I received that message through uh, the lens of this podcast network. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've been, I'm like really waiting for that. Like, fuck you podcast money. Um, that would be great. Just putting yes. that out there, guys. Just, just putting that out there. Like, review, subscribe. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but it, you know, it, it is about, it is about getting these messages, receiving them and, yeah. um, you know, creating that ripple effect because, um, the ripple effect is the, I think, the epitome of good health. Cause mm -hmm. once you step into that space of this is the change that I'm making, I am making a good decision so I can show up for others and I'm making a good decision so that, um, I'm leading by example, mm -hmm. which is, which is the script that I have for myself when I'm around, like when I'm in a frustrated place. Um, I think a big, Mm. journey for our generation is especially ones in in the space that we're in in wellness health fitness yeah. is seeing those around us getting being unhealthy and um popping the pills and looking for that passive intervention when mm -hmm. you and i know there is so much that we can do on this active level and making like really proactive choices and, but doing it in that ripple effect lens is like, that's transcendence of health. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm -hmm. mm. Call her. <laughs> Tell her to sit down. Is she in Chicago? Oh man. Sometimes, you know her. <laughs> She's so like busy. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay. One more question, then um, you'll get back to work. Um, <laughs> What is uh, one trend that you want to see, like start or continue, or mm, yeah, start or continue in the fitness and wellness space? Mm. I feel as if kind of like our scope of how we look at fitness is just actually starting, even though I know it's been going on for like 30 years. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like it's just now there's more people I'm running into that are questioning things mm -hmm. versus like just taking things for face value. And I know I said that before, but it's true. So it's, looking at the physics of things, understanding body mechanics and how that correlates with everything else. And then trusting in your body to move you through the years. Mm, that is where I really, awesome. that's where I really think like, this is all like, I feel like it's taking off more than it did five years ago. For yeah, sure. I think Rona for sure. accelerated it. Definitely. 
Definitely. Yeah. Um, because a lot of unsustainable fitness practices like Mm -hmm. had to shut down Sure. because, you know, you had to question everywhere you like exited or an entrance and you were like, well, I don't really need that because, you know, I was just doing it because I didn't have that, you know, um, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, there's just so many, um, good things well, that happened and horrible things that happened. Well, it's almost an investment. Like if you're not actually invested in it, just like mm-hmm. you said, you're kind of like, eh, it's there. Like, I'm not, I don't know why. I don't know why fully, but like when you get people to like understand external forces and internal forces and how they correlate with each other and then how you build on it and how your system actually gets stronger, not weaker over the years, like people are just like, I didn't know that could happen. Oh, love it. Okay. So that's a great place to end. So we can have our next conversation on <laughs> ageism and aging. For real. Yeah. Seriously. I'm down. Because I, I need to have that conversation. It's something I'm questioning. Um, as I said, uh, as a, uh, you know, female slash unicorn of <laughs> reaching 40, you know, and um, yeah. I... I want to question if I am, you know, chasing like anti-aging in a healthy way, mm-hmm. or if I'm embodying things to help me age. Um, I, mm-hmm. I was using the word intensely, so we'll yeah. come, I will come back to it. So that's that's <laughs> that's on simmer. Um, nice. Yeah, we can we can do it soon. Um, please tell people where to follow you and find you and give you high fives. Oh yeah. So, um, I am obviously on the gram. So my handle is JTZ 90, uh, shout out to my manager when I worked at Panera years ago for giving me that nickname. I know. I love those things. Oh, I, got one. I have a similar <laughs> one. I literally was like, that's so just forever. That will be what it is. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't even change it. Um, so you can find me on there. I'm fairly active on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also on Facebook. Just look up Jessica Thiel, Chicago, Illinois. I'll pop up, give me a friend request and things are developing in the works over the oh. next few months for me. So we shall see what comes up. What, um, and your website is strength sustained, strength, sustained.com, which is definitely one of those that was, Something that like, again, that goes into kind of like, hopefully our next conversation, which is mm-hmm. about staying strong over the years, not, yeah. not letting it get you, not yeah. being like, I'm old. Yep. <laughs> yep. So that is our next conversation. And, um, I think it's worth saying that you do post blogs regularly. Yeah. So yeah. that is, I think the big incentive to follow you because they are enlightening and I mm-hmm. am enjoying them. And, um, so anyways, all right. Thank you so much for spending time with me and my audience. Um, Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah. My pleasure. I enjoyed it so much. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. I think that conversation was so interesting and full of just new ways to look at something that is completely new, (laughs) which is uh, monitoring our HRV and having data about our health constantly. This is something I think that we should take into account for the future. And speaking of things that you want to be accountable for, I encourage you all to check out my course, Be Your Own Exercise Guru. And really, this is a call to action that coincidentally is the name of this course. Truly, it's my mission to help you navigate the fluff and get into the results because the fitness industry is incredibly noisy, overwhelming, and majorly unregulated. And I've been cleaning up after their messes for years as an MAT specialist. So I really want to see people become their own best personal trainer. And you, in my view, you owe this to yourself. It's the gift of efficiency, potency, and identifying a plan that works. 
So go head on over to impactyourfitness.net slash virtual studio or check out the show notes for that link. And the result of taking this course, which will take you like a half a day to get through the content, but the content will serve you inside the gym and help you planning your workouts. And that means you will be able to ditch the templates and make your body feel seen and inspired and get into your own body instead of just following a list. So the doors are open for the course, enroll and become the game changer that you always needed. I can't wait to see you in the course. There's gonna be a lot of um, events associated with it and a private group that we have not announced yet. So other thing is it is at a low price right now. This is our you know first enrollment. So we're excited to see just a bunch of new faces in there and I can't wait to help you be your own best personal trainer. On the socials, you can find me at Jennifer underscore Simone underscore Schwartz and then the podcast at thinkfitbefitpodcast.com. And on Wednesdays, we publish Fitness for Consumption. That is on, they are on Instagram at Fitness for Consumption. That's spelled out F O R. And I am so excited for this next season. And you guys are rock stars. This international audience, you guys are truly inspiring. And I thank each and every one of you for your downloads, your subscriptions, and reviews. Please head on over to iTunes and leave that review for us so that we can blossom and share this inspired and educational approach to taking care of our body for a lifetime. Have a great week.